guy in a little coat. That guy in a little coat. <laughs> that guy in a little coat. That guy in a little coat. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Fat Guys in Little Coats. I'm Jonathan. Now, nah, Pete. And we're back, Pete. We're back. Mortimer, we're back. <laughs> All right. So this week we're talking about, in honor of Martin Luther King Day just passed, and his birthday was last week, we're going to talk about trips that we each took separately down south. Um, I was in Atlanta and Alabama, and that specifically was kind of a civil rights trip I had to do for work. And you're going to talk about what? Well, I've gone to Atlanta, Birmingham, and Mobile, Alabama, and then traveled around down in the, uh, the south. Okay, so you, we were both there on work trips, separately for work trips, but we do different things, our jobs. Mine, like I said, was focused on civil rights, on kind of like a civil rights tour. So I went to things like, I went to MLK's birthplace, I went to the Tuskegee Airmen Training Center, I believe I was at Booker T. Washington's house, just all these things, whereas you were on business, and you're kind of you're kind of going to talk more about the food and the, and the things you did, where I'm going to kind of talk the history side of, of what happened so, of, on my trip. So when you went to Booker T.'s house, did you see his partner, Stevie Ray? Uh, no, it wasn't that Booker T. Was it the Harlem Heat? <laughs> no, it wasn't Harlem Heat. <laughs> All right, so uh, Pete, you went in 06? I went to, oh, yeah. Well, so I've gone to... Okay, so I was in Alabama in 2006, about four months after Katrina. So okay. I went to Mobile, Alabama. I was starting a new job, and I was training down in, in Mobile. I was down there for two weeks, if I didn't say that again. So I really got to know this one strip of Mobile, Alabama, where I was, at. I was working at the local hospital there. So, yeah, it was definitely coming from New York, New Jersey area. It was definitely a different experience. Right. And was this your first time in the Deep South? No, not. I've been to Georgia when I was younger and a couple other places. But yes, uh, kind of right. like that central south. Yes. Well, the funny thing is, like, and I said Deep South, I have cousins in Savannah, Georgia, and I've been there before, and I don't consider that the Deep South at all. I mean, it is geographically the Deep South, but Savannah, it's on the shore, it's more touristy, it's it's more, it's a little bit more East Coast than when you go more inland, when you go to these smaller towns and cities, which I'll talk about, some of the small towns I went to. But it's definitely different, especially the Alabama coast as opposed to um, the Gulf Coast, as opposed to the, the Atlantic coast of Georgia and Savannah. Even when I went, and we'll talk about this another time, my uh, my trip to Panama City Beach, Florida, which is on the Panhandle, the locals are very different than the locals in other parts of Florida. It's almost like going to a different country <laughs> for a lot of reasons. Yeah, but, uh, I had yeah, a friend okay, that so, in the Panhandle. He said it's, and he's from Alabama, so it was definitely different. Yes. <laughs> okay, so you went to Mobile, and it was soon after Katrina. What, what was the first thing that hit you about the area when you got off the plane and you kind of settled in. Uh, all right, so I'll give you a good story, and uh, I'm not proud of it, but I will say it anyway. So I get down to Alabama. It's seven o'clock at night. I have to get stuff for my. I'm staying in a you know one of these Homewood Suite type of places where you have the the kitchen and stuff. So I had to go to the supermarket. So I go to the supermarket, okay. and I'm getting like five things. And I walk, you know, get a toothbrush. I got a couple of, like chips or whatever. I was fat then. So I get in line, and the lady in front, now I'm in the express line. Ten items or less. It says it right on top. Right. And this, these two ladies, there's a lady in front of me and a lady working the register. The lady in front of me must have had like 35 items. And, of course, I'm not Mr. Patient. So I'm <laughs> sitting there, and 
all the stuff goes through everything. I've sat there for 10 minutes now, so the quick check is not happening. Quote, quote, air quotes, so you don't see me doing it, though. Right. And I'm like, can we hurry up? And the one lady literally turns to me and says, you ain't from around here. So what's that mean? They, yeah, you can count and they can't? I said, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. And yes, I'm not from around here, but 10 items or less means 10 items, 10 items or less. And I don't need to sit here and listen to you tell your friend here about your life story, your dog and your cat. Can you please move on, move forward? Uh, so my first experience wasn't that great. And I really didn't leave a great impression. <laughs> what, what did she say to that? Anything? She's just like, well, I've never. And my kind of like... <laughs> Left and the, the lady was by the register is like, ding, 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 rums, rings my thing up and says, how much, she tells me how much it is, card, done, get out of here. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I mean, to be fair, that is a, the cash register person's fault for letting someone with that many items into the tenant. I mean, you know, 11 or 12, you're like, okay, but like 35, come on. <laughs> yeah, but you know, even come like off the airport, you know, when you go into Newark Airport or JFK or one of these airports in the Northeast, everything's hustle bustle. Right. Where, you know, come out of the airport, everybody, well, first of all, everybody's saying hello to you, right? How you doing? Da, 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 da. I'm like, I'm fine. Thanks for asking. I don't know. But everything was slow. It's just like people moving slow, things moving slow, cars moving slow. I'm like, okay, I was getting real agitated real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is the that is the East Coast vibe, though. Every. Everything moves too slow for. If you're from the East Coast, everything off the East Coast moves too slow for. Exactly, you know. And And take the time. I, you know, I'm. It's a great lifestyle down there. I just don't know if that's something that's for me. It's great to visit. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so uh, you get into a fight with a nice Southern woman. Uh, What (laughs) happens after? When it started off, so I I go into you know obviously overnight go check in the hotel. So I'm there for two weeks with, you know, a weekend of freedom for myself. So I go and I'm, I'm learning the new job that I have. So I'm learning, I'm meeting all these nice people and, I, you know, whatever it may be. So my first dinner out, I went to a local restaurant and had shrimp and grits. And okay. I, can't, I can't remember the name of the place. It was so good. It was a hole-in-the-wall place, you know, when they say that the grits are better in the south or you don't even right. hear from them in the north. It's the first time I've ever had grits. Did you pick the place, or someone recommended it to you? Or? No, I kind of was next to the next to the hotel. Oh, okay. So I'm like, okay, I'll try this. I actually, it, I branched out later on, but my first night, I went there, and as my week and a half went on, I learned. I went to a couple other places. I met some new friends, so I got to experience more. But this food was so like authentic, you know, for me being Italian, and you know, I'm picky about my sauce and gravy, whatever you want to call it, my meatballs, whatever. This was like my first experience with shrimp and grits. And when I went in the next day to the to the office and I talked to my buddy Chris, who eventually becomes my buddy Chris, he's like, yeah, that's that's one of the best places to go if you want that. And oh, again, nice. it was a small mom and pop little diner looking place. I wish I could remember the name of it, but I can't. All right. So that's good. I mean, that's that's always good when your first meal in a new place is really good and really authentic to the, to the area. Yeah. You know, you could have ended up in the TGI Fridays, but you know, well, I did the next night. You know, I, I learned one thing that everything closes early down there. Right. 
Yeah. Not know, much of a nightlife. Not much of a nightlife. I mean, now, again, it's... At least during the week, during yeah. During the week, right. And it's it's Mobile. Now, Mobile's not a small town. You know, it's, it's not Newark or, you know, New York City, but it's still... There's things to do there. Right. So, you know, my next night I went to Friday's and I actually met... I was hanging out at the bar because... I'm having dinner by myself pretty much every night and I met a couple of these guys down there and we started talking and I'm like, you know, where's there to go here and that and the other thing. So I ended up, their names were Matt and John, not you, John, Um, obviously (laughs) not Matt from uh, the bookstore, comic bookstore. But (laughs) so I, they actually, those next two weeks, I, I ended up hanging out with them the majority of the time and they were taking me to like local flavors and we go to these, their friend owned a bar. So we went there, like, oh, you know, he clo- the bar closed at like midnight. We'd hang out there till like three in the morning. So it was, it was really good. Like that, I mean, during the week, that's what I pretty much did. Okay. So was, was the shrimp and grits the best meal you had while you were down there or? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, most of the other stuff that we went to was barbecue, a lot of Southern stuff. You know, I had crawfish. That was really cool. Like a bake that, uh, the, you know where they have like the the potatoes and the corn and all that fun stuff, all in the in the basket and it's steamed. That was fantastic too. And it wasn't like Joe's Crab Shack. It was, you know, you know, house that looked like a shack restaurant. And it was just like, you know, you look at it, and you're like, there's food in there. Uh, I literally went, you know, Triple D without even knowing about Triple D. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So it was great. It, it really was. The food was fantastic. So, yeah, I mean, that was probably my... I really didn't spend a lot of time outside of the hospital, except on the weekends. Now, did you get a chance to see any sites, or was it just working? No, most of it was working. Um, I did, actually, on Saturday, I ventured out. I drove to Biloxi, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Now... The drive, Mississippi is only about an hour and 15, 20 minutes from where I was. So I drove like through, you know, I thought I was in the, the Dukes of Hazard. okay? It was like those small little towns, dirt roads sometimes, whatever it may be. But again, it just, you know, Katrina just occurred. So, and Biloxi's on the water. So Biloxi used, it was, you know, kind of like Nashville has like all these, or not Nashville, like New Orleans has casinos and stuff like that. Not not one building was open. Wow. It looked like a war zone. It really did. There was, it was that bad, huh? It was that bad. I mean, it really did. You know, the pictures on TV don't give it justice. That's how bad it really was. Now, there was one casino open. I actually went there. Uh, God, I think it was... I can't... It was related to Hollywood Casino, basically. Uh, okay. So I went there, and, you know, again... Nicest people, uh, again, just like Atlanta, Atlantic City, a lot of older people. <laughs> but there was a lot more people in this hotel, in this casino, because obviously there's like three or four other ones that were destroyed. One of the guys was telling me that one of the casinos actually floated out, like debris oh, float out into the into the Gulf because of everything that was going on. Wow. So I mean, it was it was I would say it was boring. Other than, I mean, not boring. I didn't learn history about anything when I was there, but I learned about the about Katrina. And a lot of the stories of the people that worked in the hospital where I was at, where a lot of their families got displaced, now they're living there with them and in Mobile. It was it was really interesting. 
So how are the people uh, in Biloxi, like, how are they dealing with it? I mean, it's only, what, six months, you said, right? Yeah, when was Katrina again? Katrina was in the summertime, right? Uh, it was, like, Labor Day weekend, I think. Yeah. Like, right before, yeah. And I was there January 4th, something like that. Wow, so you're, like, four or five months out. Yeah, uh, I tell you one uh, thing about Alabama in January, it was hot as hell. <laughs> <laughs> so were, were the people kind of... I don't know, like sad or depressed, or were they okay? Well, you know, like, I think about rebuilding. I think a lot about rebuilding. Um, the casino was, you know, hopping. The people seemed to be happy. It was kind of like their getaway, so to speak. But as soon as you walked outside the building, it was, it was pretty bad. All right, very cool. So that was Alabama slash Mississippi, right? Right, and I, I, I could talk about it later. I went to Birmingham a few years later. Oh, you, well, if you want to talk about that, now you can. Okay. No, I'm saying you were in Alabama. You were in Mobile, weren't you? I was. Well, I, my whole no, not Mobile. My whole trip was it was specifically like a civil rights tour thing. So what we did is we it was in 2013, June of 2013. We flew into Atlanta, and then we took a bus to Montgomery, Alabama. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that was uh, the flight was. I mean, the flight was nothing compared to. Um, I'm sorry, Birmingham. Did I say Birmingham or Montgomery? Well, Birmingham. We were going to Birmingham from Atlanta. The bus ride was, yeah, the bus ride felt longer than Atlanta. <laughs> so yeah, we weren't, you know, we landed in Atlanta. We got, we literally got on bus to go to Birmingham. I have awesome. I don't know where I ate. I don't know why I didn't write it down. Like I, you know, I took a picture of my food, but I had this really, really good beef Wellington in Birmingham. You know, it was, and the best thing was, this is a work trip, so I had a stipend for food. We had great hotels. It, it was just, it's the way to travel, seriously. <laughs> yeah, but I had this really great beef king at a restaurant in Birmingham. Really kind of late at night, because I don't think we got there till like 8 o'clock. And we, you know, we're tired from the flight, we're tired from the bus ride, but we went out and we ate. How long was the bus drive again? From Atlanta to Birmingham? I'm not sure. It felt like like nine hours, but it probably, <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't. Well, and, and you're on a bus, too. It's not like it's going top speed. Right. Uh, well, according to Google Maps, it's only two and a half hours. My hand to God, Pete, it felt like forever. <laughs> it felt like forever. That's Maybe, longer than the flight to Atlanta from, from New Jersey. Yeah, it's a little longer. Wow. So we were on a bus. So it probably took us at least three hours with the bus. But it just I, I, it was just one of the situations where you just wanted to get to your destination. You know. So anyway, so the next morning we woke up and our, the first stop was the 16th Street Baptist Church. Now, if you don't know what the 16th Street Baptist Church was, it's a it's the site of a of a bombing in the 1960s that killed four little girls. the The Ku Klux Klan had been bombing churches in Birmingham because the the churches were being used as meeting places for civil rights activities. And at one point, a bomb exploded in the Baptist Church and it killed four little girls. They were, I, th- I think, up to that point, no one was getting hurt in the bombings. Like I think they were calling. The, they would, you know, someone would call and say, "You have like five minutes to get out of the building." Well, someone did call this church and said, you have like five minutes, but witnesses saying the bombs exploded less than three minutes after the phone call. So I don't know if the timing was wrong or whatever, but something happened. Four little girls were killed. It really spurred the nation on to really, it really drew notice to the plight of African-Americans and and the Jim Crow laws in the South uh, to the people in the North. And, you know, of course, Dr. King came and spoke there and it kind of helped kickstart the movement. So we, we were able to speak to, uh, we were given a presentation by a woman named Gwendolyn Webb, who was part of the children's movement back in the 60s, where they had all the young African-American children kind of, you know, their their version of protesting. 
because they wanted the, they wanted the children to be upfront to say, look, this is who you're affecting. Remember, this was a time of you know integrating the schools, getting the voting rights, all this stuff, the civil rights, Dr. King marching, just a whole lot of stuff was going on. So that was a really kind of humbling experience because. In the basement, they made the basement. It's still a church. It's still an operating church, but the basement's kind of a museum to the incident and to the girls. And it's really kind of it's sad and it's humbling that, yeah, you know, I mean, these girls are just there for like a religion class or something. You know, they weren't bothering anybody. And it's it's really, I don't know that you know in the Northeast, like we've you and I have been around racist people and things like that, but I don't think we've, it, you know, growing up in the Northeast, it was always kind of. Undercover racist. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, oh yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. I understand. Where down there, and when you're interacting with these people that live through it, and you're reading what happened, it was just so blatantly out there. It really gives you a better sense of what these people went through. It's amazing what we do, what we do to each other. You know? it, it's really, it's just because you can't wrap your head around it. You, you can't with these little girls. You see their pictures and stuff, and how people could see them as less than human is just like it's unfathomable um so it's very humbling i mean this whole trip was very humbling because i you know we went to a lot of sites where where people were hurt and people were killed and 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 rights that we take for granted were given to were taken away from people and they had to literally fight for it and it's kind of like you know obviously it happened before our time but it, it's even sad to see like we know the history books say that this happened we know slavery happened stuff like that but until you kind of experience it or see it it, it, it it's not real like at least for me i don't want to speak for anybody else it was it was kind of not not that it wasn't real but you just don't get it until you're there and right across the street from the church is, is a beautiful like civil rights park i don't remember the name of it but it's it's really beautiful and we went to the museum there where they talked about you know, fire hoses being turned on protesters and just laid out all the injustices done to the African-Americans. Are these stamps, um, by the way, or no? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. I'd have to double-check my passport book. Uh, National Park stamp, no. Uh, there are some. I did get some down there, uh, but I'll talk about that. And, yeah, so I got a lot of pictures of that kind of stuff, and I can I can post these. I can give them to you. I mean, the park is beautiful. There's statues of... Uh, you know, Dr. King and other people. You know what they also did is they they wanted to. There's like a statue of firemen holding, like turning the water hose on someone. Like you could physically, I think it's a real fire, or maybe it's a statue, but it's like a fire hose, and you can walk up to it and, and like kind of hold it like a fireman would, and it's like being sprayed on people. There's, there's, I don't know if I took a picture of it, but there's like statues of like the dogs that they set on people, like that were protesting it would just release the dogs and and it's really it's really disturbing to be honest with you you know that was a nervous laugh that wasn't a funny like something funny no, laugh. I, I understand. So, anyway so you know that was it was really weird because it was like i said a very humbling day but at night you know we got our karaoke on and birmingham was such a great fun place like we were uh, I was with people with a lot of different races, um, representing a lot of different races. And there was a nervousness about how we'd be treated down there, how we'd be taken in. And, you know, in a weird way, that's kind of prejudice on our part, you know. But you don't know. You, you, I mean, especially after the day we spent seeing how people were treated, you know, 30 years earlier, 40 years earlier. 
But the people in Birmingham couldn't be nicer. We had so much. We took up like this, like three tables at the karaoke place. And, you know, when you have that many people there requesting songs, it's pretty much you, like your party is pretty much the only one getting to sing because, you know, you keep putting things in. But people were mad about that. And we were singing and be, just having a grand old time. Birmingham uh, is a uh, transplant city, too, I believe. There's a lot of, a lot of people. I, I believe people. so. It's not as, you know, popular as like Houston and Austin, Texas, but right. I believe so. Because I know I have a few friends that live in Birmingham that obviously aren't from Birmingham. Well, I'll tell you, it's a beautiful city. It and is it's a beautiful probably, city. I was there. It's probably cheap as heck, too. Yeah. You know, in terms of buying a house or whatever. It's a, it's a gorgeous city. But it does. it's weird because it does have that history. And the thing is, they don't shy away from it. It's out there. You know, it's in a public park. It's in a, it's in a church that's still operating as a church. Just all this... It's a really kind of weird situation to be in, you know, when you're there. Well, this so, is why you need, you know, we talk about, in general, hiding history. We can't hide history. We have to learn from it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so. you're right. So the next day, we got on the bus and went to Selma, Alabama. Selma is a very, very small town. Selma's very famous for the March on Selma, which was um, when they were marching and they went over uh, the General Petraeus Bridge. And they were beaten back by um, protesters and police. Like people were like literally beaten on the bridge and hurt. So we went to Selma. I don't know. If, I can't remember if it ended there or started there. Have it started there. You have to watch the movie. It, <laughs> yeah, it started there. It was from Selma to Montgomery. And I don't know why they chose Selma. Or maybe because I was, you know, because they were walking and it was a far walk. But Selma to Montgomery. Montgomery being the state capital. So at, this is the best part. So we're in Selma and we go to a Baptist church. Like a real Southern Baptist church. Now, I grew up Baptist and I went to Baptist church, but it's nothing like a Southern Baptist church. I mean, this is, you know, it's almost comical in the way how they're portrayed on TV, but it, that's almost like really true with the with the standing up and the yelling out. And Did you, you actually know, go to a service? Yeah, we went to a service. Oh, wow. And the pastor was there. He and he kept telling it like he was telling us, get up, celebrate. He wanted us to like do whatever he was doing, but we were all so, and everybody around us was doing it. But we we, we just like, and I thought so. Like before I got there, I'm like, oh, I'll do it, I'll join in for. But it just doesn't feel, I don't know. Like you feel like not that people are watching you, but like this isn't like you don't want to offend how, anybody. Well, not not even that. I, yeah, well, there's a little bit of that because, and that's the funny thing because the preacher, the people around us, are telling us to get up and, and praise the Lord and do all this, but. I remember I was thinking, I'm like, why am I not doing this? Because I was kind of looking forward to it. And it's just like, it's not the way I was taught to worship, you know. And I'm not like super religious, but I did go to church up until every Sunday, up until a certain age, where my mom let me decide whether or not I was going to go on my own. And it's just not the way I was raised. So it just felt weird, almost. And I'm not saying they were being disrespectful at all. I'm not saying at all. But oh, no, if, no. I were, if I were to do that, it felt disrespectful because it wasn't how I was raised to worship. But it was, I mean, they were, they were going out there, you know, you know, you know what I mean? Like standing up, stomping their feet, yelling out. And I was like, I, like the vibe was incredible, but it just like most of us just couldn't get behind it. And even the, you know, we, there were some African-American people with us. A few of them got involved, but some of them didn't. So I don't know. I guess you just got to be raised that way. But it was a great service, first of all. And, and the funny thing is, I can honestly say that was the last time I was at church and it wasn't Christmas. <laughs> And not a wedding or something. You, you know? bad little boy, you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so we got out of there, and then we got a home car. Oh, this is so good. They took us to, like, the church basement. And the ladies, because they knew we were coming, the ladies at the church cooked us a home-cooked southern meal. 
Oh my God, Pete. Was it good? I'm talking fried chicken. I'm talking collard greens. I'm talking uh, like a uh, like a rice and gravies. It was so good, dude. Was it good? <laughs> we were talking homemade sweet tea. I was. Oh, I was. I like, had it was, sweet tea. I'm not a sweet tea guy. <laughs> well, you have to drink it. I'm just saying. <laughs> it was so good. I mean, but we were in the and Selma is not a big. It's barely even a town. I would say, so it's very rural. Doesn't look like there's a lot of businesses left there, but this meal and these people we we interacted with were so awesome. We spoke with a woman, a civil rights activist, Joanne Bland, who talked about being being part of the march, and she was arrested 13 times by the age of 14. Wow! So she spoke to us, and she said that you know she's like, there's a lot of work to do. There's still a lot of work to do. So that was really awe inspiring. Uh, we went to a museum. And I'm going to give you these pictures. Yeah, we'll put and, in the on museum Facebook and Instagram. Right. In this museum, they they have Confederate flags. They have, I, I don't know if it's a Grand Wizard, but they got actual Ku Klux Klan robes on a mannequin. It's scary. It's really kind of scary when you're standing right next to it and you're looking at it. Again, it's, it, you know, we've seen Klan robes and movies and stuff like that before, but it's so different. And even the Confederate flag, I mean, I've seen the Confederate flag how many times in Civil War movies, but seeing it next to these other symbols of hate, it's really, um, it really kind of hits home with a lot of stuff. Really, really, I mean, there are so many of these pictures I, I'm gonna have to send to you. Are these my pictures? These might be someone else's pictures. So I don't know if I'll be able to send them to you. Uh, yeah, and then we went to the General Petraeus Bridge where they called it Bloody Sunday. Um, it was a voting rights march and where people got beat. And I have a picture of that. Yeah. So, um, all right, let's let's uh, let's kind of slide back to you for a little bit. Sure. Um, my whole thing is going to get <laughs> deeper. Okay. With that. So let's let's talk about some of the fun stuff that you did in. Where were you next? So deep south. okay, so deep south is not really the deep south. Again, I was in Birmingham, but I didn't do all the fun stuff that you did. Again, it was for work. I was there for one day. I was doing a, I was managing one of my people that I had, and um, he took me to this local bar. Basically, they had like local beers on tap, so it was it was great. My, I've gone to Atlanta several times. I spent many a nights in Atlanta. Got to a few places out there. I want to, you know, I was. So one of the things I did in my one of my trips out there, I got to see a Braves game, Atlanta Braves game. Nice. Which stadium? The. Oh, man. When was the new one? When I don't you, know. Didn't they get like two new ones within 10 years or something, something like that? Something like that. I can't. Albert Pujols was on the Cardinals still. So I can't remember what. What? I think it was the old stadium. It wasn't the new stadium. So I got to go there. I actually. Um, I flew in a, a day early specifically to go to this ball game. Um, I went by myself, and I actually, you know, I walked from my hotel in Atlanta. Well, I guess it's kind of Atlanta. It's, the stadium's about, was it like a 10, 10, 15 minute walk? So I wanted to walk it to see, to get really like the, the feel of the area that I was at. And um, a lot of uh, Georgia Bulldogs, college stuff uh, floating around there. Beautiful ladies all over on campus. So I went to the stadium. The outside of the stadium, it's like really like in the middle of the city, the, the stadium. Okay. But it had like that, I guess kind of like, I guess like the same way I felt when I went to Chicago at Wrigley Field. I didn't go into Wrigley, but around Wrigley Field, it's kind of the same vibe I got. You know, a lot of, you know, you got the restaurants, you got the, uh, you know, the bars and stuff like that and at the stadium. Uh, I bought tickets very cheap. I sat 
three rows behind the, the dugout. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, so it was behind the home dugout. It was hot as hell. I had, God, what did I have there for? In hot Atlanta? What are the odds? <laughs> what do you know? In in the middle of July. What was I thinking? And going to like a day game. <laughs> but um, yeah, so the food was fantastic. Uh, I I really didn't get anything special from from there per se, but the ambiance was great. Oh, you know, the fans were into it. You know, Atlanta has always been big with baseball. The last few years, obviously, they weren't. The one thing I do remember is that Albert Pujols struck out five times. Really? Yeah. And the fans were going crazy when he struck out five times. So, yeah, it was a great experience. You know, the, the history that the Braves have, you know, going with, you know, the, the whole Martin Luther King. He's celebrating his life. Hank Aaron. They had, like, a nice statue of him, the story of Hank Aaron. You know, and he obviously did he did he play in Atlanta or he was a Milwaukee Brave, right? He was a Milwaukee Brave, but you know, obviously they right. So he never actually played for it. You know, he might have played in Atlanta for one year. I'm not sure. So he broke the home run record in 1974. But again, Hank Aaron, the things that he went through as an African American player. Now, obviously, Jackie Robinson kind of lit the path, so to speak, for that. But a guy now think about Hank Aaron. Back in 1974, where yes, it's we're slowly getting past. We we'll never get past, but the, the the civil rights is slowly losing its path, so to speak. You have a guy, an African American man, hitting more home runs than Babe Ruth. Who right, was and that was huge. Huge He's getting death threats and everything. Everything. Right? So you kind of get that whole experience. You know, you get. You don't get to feel what he feels, but you get to read what he said, you know, what happened to him. So it was, that was very, very, very touching. And, you know, reality steps in too, you know. So the stadium was great. That night we we, uh, had dinner at this place, and I can't say it. It's Antizia Posta. It's an Italian restaurant, a Tuscan restaurant Mm -hmm. in, in downtown Atlanta. And, John, I tell you, the food was Amazing. It was the southern food, or what, what kind of no, fare did you get? No, this was Italian. Oh, I'm sorry, Italian. My yeah, bad. Italian yeah. food. So you wouldn't think you go to Atlanta and get good Italian food? Oh my god, it was unbelievable. They had a meat and olives and cheese of all types of Italian. The antipasto, basically, which was just fantastic. And then I had like a steak and like an Italian steak dinner. It was. It was great, and actually, the three nights we were there, we went to we went there all three nights. So I had to try something different each each night. I had a, a veal shank. Uh, my God, if I'm ever, it's way expensive, but if I really want to treat myself or take the wife or we go, it's definitely a place that needs to be ta- taken to. Well, the the work paid for it, right? Yes. That's even better. Yeah, the Asabuku veal shank, out of this world. Yeah, that's the only time I'll eat veals with Osabuku. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yes, that was great. All right, very cool. So our uh, from Selma, we went to uh, Montgomery, which was which is the state capital of Alabama, and at one time served as the capital of the Confederate States of America. There's also a room set aside within the um, the state house, the state building, which has been there forever. So we took a tour of the Alabama, Alabama State Capitol building, and the room is still, it's cordoned off, but it's the room where the CSA was formed, the Confederate States of America was formed. And I'll put a picture of that up. It's still left to look like it did at 
time period. It's a beautiful, the state house is beautiful, it's gorgeous. Uh, the funny thing is we were, we were waiting outside for our tour to start and there's a star on the top step that says Who's this star? is where star oh it's a, a star oh i'm sorry a star yeah it's <laughs> there's a star you're so silly sometimes <laughs> there's a star on the top step that says you know the spot where jefferson davis stood to to take his pledge or whatever his oath of office for the confederate states of america was roscoe there too I don't know who Roscoe is. J.D. Coltrane? J.D. Hogg. <laughs> yeah. So he's... Bad joke. So, well, it's funny because we're sitting out there waiting. I'm sitting on the star and I didn't realize it until after. And, you know, I'm just living life. So I passed gas. Oh, <laughs> and then when I got up, I noticed I was sitting on the star. I'm like, eh, I don't feel bad about that at all. <laughs> That's not a horrible one to worry about. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So they don't... The thing about Alabama and Montgomery and Birmingham is they don't celebrate... I don't know if they celebrate the. I mean, yes, there were statues of Confederate generals and stuff like that, but I don't know that the state itself celebrates the history, but they don't run away from it, and I think that's a good thing. Yeah, I, um, like we said before, you can't you can't change it. Right. I think you need to learn about it. Unfortunately, you know, we still have some of these people in this country that you know. Yeah, but you're always gonna have people that hate, and, and there's nothing you can do about that. Right. You know? No, absolutely, and yeah. you know, again. Yeah, I'm sorry. Continue. I don't want to get on soapbox. Yeah, don't get on soapbox. Yeah, so we're in the state house. Uh, we're also in Montgomery. We went to Rosa Parks, the Rosa Park Museum, because that's where the where the bus boycott happened, and that was a great. That was really good. There's so many good museums down there for civil rights, and the funny, the best part of the Rosa Park Museum, the bus is there, the actual bus. Oh wow! Yeah, it's really cool. Well, didn't she just pass away recently? A few years ago, I think. A few years ago. But she she did live a pretty long life. She did. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to. All right. So again, we had a really good southern meal uh, for lunch, I believe. I'm trying to check the time. Yeah, for lunch in Montgomery. I think we just got. I'm getting confused with my Atlanta. When we were in Atlanta, what we ate. It was either Atlanta or this place where we got we got a a cab. And the cab driver was like, where do you want to go? We're like, take us to the best Southern food in town. And he took us to this place. And it was, I mean, we got served on paper, like plastic plates. Like the menu, like different, depending on what day you were there, there were certain things served and certain certain things weren't. So I I don't know if I should share the picture of what I ate, but maybe I will. Will your feet blow up if you show that picture? Probably. Not now. <laughs> I mean, back then they didn't. Though. Back then I was still... So I had, again, I ate a lot of fried chicken on this. So I had fried chicken, coleslaw, green beans, and rice with gravy. Holy oh crap. God. On this thing. That sounds so good. good. Like I posted two pictures, the, the before and the after. And the after is just an empty plate. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so yeah, it was called Martin's Restaurant. And it was fantastic. I'm thinking this is in Montgomery. Yeah. And we had the best tour guide. His name was Mr. Irby. He's a tall, he was he marched with Dr. King in 1965 from Selma to Montgomery, and his he had such a different take as the lady the day before, um, where she's like, "There's still a lot of work to do," and, and there's she was still kind of angry, and I, I'm not blaming her at all, but there's still a lot of anger. She she still sounded angry. She's she she still believes that ra- obviously it's true racism exists in the country, whereas he was more of. Yeah, there's a lot of work to do, but we've come a long way, and we need to work together. Everybody needs to work together, and we got to blah, blah, blah. So to really hear those two different speakers, like back-to-back, who lived – like they both marched. I don't know if they knew each other, but they both marched. They kind of lived the same experiences, but they took something different out of it. 
You know what I mean? Right. And it was just really, really kind of awe-inspiring. Uh, from and from there, we went to the Tuskegee Institute of National Historic Site, and that was a trip. That's a national park, and I think it's better now. It's kind of like when we went to United ninety three, and it wasn't fully done yet. I think the Tuskegee National Institute just became a historical site when we were down there. So there weren't like all the museum and stuff wasn't up. They had a big airplane hangar that was kind of a museum, and that was really it. Uh, they were telling us of all the different plans they had to do. But the Tuskegee Airmen were the African-American fighter pilots that fought during World War II that were, that were sent to protect the bombers as they you know, did bombing runs in, in Europe. And I, I believe the story is no bombers were ever shot down that were protected by the Tuskegee Airmen. I think I think there were Tuskegee Airmen that were killed, but the bombers themselves, they all came home on every mission with Tuskegee Airmen protected them. So that was their claim to fame. So as a National Historic Site, because it was new, it didn't look great, but I got my stamps, uh, and it was interesting learning about them. And then we also went to Booker T. Washington's home, which is on the campus of, I don't know why I didn't tag, but it was on the campus of a, one of the colleges. I don't know if, I, I don't want to say the wrong one, like Howard or Morehouse. One of the um, uh, traditionally black, historically black colleges, HBCUs, colleges and universities. And that was, I mean, you know, it, it's a, you know, it, it was a guy's house, basically. I mean, you know, Booker T did a lot, but it was a nice house. He was president of the college, I think. So we did that. And then we, yeah, and then it looks like we went back to Hotlanta. Hotlanta, baby. Yeah. All right. So before I talk about Atlanta, why don't you talk? Anything I want? It's my yeah. show, too. I could talk. No, I'm just kidding. All right. So one of my other experiences down south, I went to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And I was actually there for two weeks. Oh, and wow. again, in the summertime, wearing a suit, hot as hell. Okay. One thing I do remember about Baton Rouge is hot. <laughs> <laughs> so I was actually right off the campus of LSU, Louisiana State University. Down there, I was actually helping a friend, you know, get his hospital back in order. So there was about seven or eight of us that were there doing this process. So we went, first of all, it's, it's such a beautiful campus where the hospital was and then of course on the college. We went actually to the college one night. They have like a bar on campus. I can't remember the name of it. All I remember is that we went in there and at the time I was 32, 33, and all the people that were with me were like in their 20s, right? So I felt like the dad. I just sat at the bar and made sure no one did anything stupid. But uh, it was such a great bar. The people down there, all the kids down there, they were very nice, you know, they were calling me pops. It was, it was really good. So the bar, I can't remember the name of the bar on campus, but it was, Fantastic. It was kind of like the, um, what was the name of the, the bar on campus? Just called The Pub. The Pub, okay. Yeah. So it was kind of like that, but it was really big and had live had live music. So anyway, we went there, but all 12 nights that I was there, we went to a place called Sammy's Grill. And mm-hmm. Sammy's Grill is where I had my first experience eating alligator. Really? Yeah. And this is kind of like, uh, again, I mean, it was so good. Believe it or not, it was fantastic. I had it like a steak. It tastes like chicken. I guess that's kind of like the... The thing to do there but every night was alligator and crawfish and what they did we walk into sammy's and you order you order the crawfish they basically the tables with bound paper towels and right they just poured the crawfish onto the table and you just sat there and picked and eat and then you got corn and all the other stuff it was fantastic it was such a great place great restaurant like i said i was there 12 times <laughs> and it was it was just the best the best trip I had business-wise, other than my trip to San Francisco. Now, didn't 
did you did you spend the night in New Orleans or is that something different? This is a different trip, actually. That's what okay. So that trip, I went to Birmingham. I was in New Orleans, which again, it's not something that you do by yourself. New Orleans, yeah. No, New Orleans is not a do by yourself type of thing. You know, I did get the experience of having gumbo and and all that at one of the local restaurants, but I stayed in my hotel for the most part because I was I didn't want to go out. You know, I I was scared. <laughs> But I did. But I did make. I did meet someone, quote unquote, famous when I was in New Orleans. Oh, who's that? His name's Jose. Uh, he was on Top Chef season six. Oh, okay. Did he cook for you? He didn't cook. I actually ran into him in one of the. You know, we we're walking down the street. And I actually talked to him for about ten minutes, and we were just talking about Top Chef and his experiences. And he told me where to go eat, so that definitely helped. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, so that's it was cool. cool. It was cool. Mm. So right. yeah, that was All kind right. of that was kind of the experience for me in the South. All right, so uh, let me just wrap up because we, my last little story is after we left Montgomery, we went back to Atlanta and we went to see Dr. King's birthplace. I have pictures of that. Uh, he's actually buried there, him and, and uh, Coretta Scott. And I think he had just passed fairly recently. Let me see the, I'm looking at the picture now. I can see the, um, the date. Oh, no, not recently. She died in 06 when I was there in 13. So yeah, they're both buried there. They, it's pretty much. Then that's a stamp. That's a historical park, and it's huge. It's it's almost as if they bought the whole like it takes up the whole block he grew up on. Mm-hmm. I mean, it takes up a lot of it takes up a lot of real estate in Atlanta. And uh, what's also part of the park is the church. Like I think the first church he preached at, uh, the house he grew up in. It's got a great museum. Did they uh, transplant really, all this stuff to this one place? I don't. I think. I don't think they transplant there. I think it was just there. You know, like they bought up that area that he grew up in. You know, kind of like if, you know, they bought up the two or three blocks that you lived in growing up. You know, because the church he preached at, the first church, was by his house. Can so, you walk up to his tombstone? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you can walk to his tombstone. You can walk up to his house. Like, you can take a tour of the house. I didn't take a tour of the house. I forgot. I, maybe I was hot or something, but I don't remember what was going on that, that day. I don't know. Anyway. And I think in Atlanta, we did the same thing we did in Montgomery, which was, like, get in the car and say, take us to the best place to eat. And we had a really good meal there. I didn't take pictures of it, though. How dare you? But I was, I got to be honest with you. So we were there. Gosh, we were gone for, we came back July 2nd. We left. Let me see when I left. We just did so much in, in the short amount of time we were there. We left the 28th. So we were there from 28th to the 2nd, which is what, two, four days. It felt like forever. I mean, because we did so much. And I remember at, I think that was the thing about being in Atlanta with Dr. K. I just wanted to go home. I just wanted to go. Like, I did the museum and I enjoyed all that stuff, but there was this part where I just wanted to go home. And yeah, we flew back. Well, the South and, your, and you were not friends in the, in, in the summertime. Well, yeah, that's true, too. Well, the thing is this, uh, and we did the Dr. King thing right before we got on the plane. Like, we literally got on the bus and drove to the airport. And I'm just like, I, I, remember, I remember when the plane landed, and we got off the plane. I didn't say goodbye to anybody. Like, I traveled with the same, like, 30 people for, for those four days. I didn't say goodbye to anybody. I just went straight to my car and drove home. I was like, peace out, people. I'm done with you. <laughs> yeah, but it was such a great trip. I mean, the food I ate, the people I met, the fun we had at night, the the history I experienced. And you know me, I love history. Love, love, love history. And this is a part of... of American history I never really explored that much because I'm you know me I'm into the Civil War I'm into the Revolutionary War that's where I kind of focus my my passion for American history are you like you like Bruce Springsteen he's history all right (laughs) so 
I just really enjoyed the trip. It's because it's a piece of history I never paid too much attention to. And, you know, it was only, what, 40 years ago at this point. Yeah, and it was. Oh, yeah, since you. No, because the 60s, right? That's a long time. That's more than 40 years ago, isn't it? Well, now it's, but it was 2013 back then. So oh, okay. Is it 50 years? It might have been 50 years already. All right. Whatever. What are you, a math major all of a sudden? I'm trying my so, best. <laughs> anyway, it was a really great trip. It was very, it was humbling to see what people went through. It was nice to meet the people down there. The thing about the South, like, and look, I'm not general. I'm trying not to generalize, but there's a, there's definitely a politeness down there. But it's almost not forced, but it's it's a politeness you don't get in the Northeast because I think we're kind of more like I'm not gonna lie to you and pretend I'm being pleasant to you, right? You know. Whereas I think in the South they're raised just you know you smile you'd be pleasant to everybody, but you know I there were people down there that were like smiling at me, but then I get the side eye, side eye you know like what are these Yankees doing down here? <laughs> you know that kind of thing. Well, I but, you. Yeah, but it was it was a great trip. It was a fun trip. It was exhausting. I learned so much, and I had so much I had so much fun at the same time. Ah, that's good. Good. I had a great time down in all the areas that I was at. Um, obviously, yes, it, it, you're all right though. You know, going from Atlanta, then my experiences in Birmingham, Mobile, even going into Birmingham was different than Mobile, and right. then LSU was a whole a whole other thing. Uh, so it was. I had great time, great experience. I would do it again. You know, I'd love to do like those national parks. That'd be interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of things. You know, what's funny is we and we we talked about this on our Civil War battlefield trips. It's weird going to places where the Confederacy won, like won the battle, like Bull Run, or just being in the heart of the Confederacy was just kind of odd for me. No, yeah, absolutely. I mean. Just yeah. even the like the wording on the statues or the federals and or it's this or it's that it's it's definitely but it's good because it gives you the the experience of both sides, which right. obviously that's all we can get is what's in words and books. Uh, right. So, but it was it's good. It's great. And and when you're down there, it helps you understand the you know it's important to understand the other side. Not to have to agree with it, but it helps you understand it in order to create the dialogue that needs to happen. Yeah, I think. That's no, absolutely. Why. And, you know, Martin Luther King could be used right now, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, absolutely. We could use a guy like Martin. Yeah. All right. All right. So that's uh, the Fat Guys in the Deep South. Fat Guys in the Deep South. Deep South. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I would love to do a trip down there, go to Atlanta ba- uh, baseball game, and then well, Alabama, I guess we'd have to go to college football, right? Yeah, well, I mean, you'd want to go down there in the fall because it wouldn't be so bad. Right. <laughs> or the spring, either Well, one. you said you were down there in January. It was hot. Oh, no, well, <laughs> yeah, well, I'll tell you, honestly, I was down in Alabama in January. It was like, you know, again, coming from where I was, you know, to going there. It was 85, 90 degrees, but it was hot. And it's not like that, you know, Arizona hot. It's It's south hot, sweating in a suit hot, <laughs> where in Louisiana in the summertime, it was unbearable. And, oh, you know, I kept- and I traveled to Arizona in the summertime, and I'd rather be there than down well, there. it's a dry heat. <laughs> it's, it's a dry a, heat in Arizona. It was a dry 115. Yes, it was. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but you can see the difference. And, as, and it is great to do these travels, and that's why you guys need to do that. Get out of your house, get out of New Jersey, get out of Pennsylvania, get out of wherever you're at, and go see other places, try to get the experience, because we can't give you everything. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Take 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 the road trip. Um, 
have a grand old time. That's it's, right. It's fun. All right, Pete, where can people find us? In my house, at your house. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't want people finding us. They can go to your house all they want. John they lives at, uh, so you can find us on brothersandarmchairs.com. Uh, you can get all of our stuff there. All of our shows are available on iTunes, Google Play, pretty much anywhere anywhere where a podcast is at. Again, like I said, brothersandarmchairs.com. Find us all there. Nerd and Me, Stuff, Enter the Nerd Zone, Defender, and of course, the best and the brightest, the fat guys. <laughs> In little coats. That's right. So make sure you check us all out. Yep, check us out on all those different places. Yes. All right, Pete. I'll see you on the road. See ya.